From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve.
Fix your phone line, Steve. The transmission is really, really bad, dude. Sound like Mickey Mouse, man. You got, you got to fix the phone, dude. No, I'll use. Had a call on the back of my lit, gave me the heads up. I must have a bad connection. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I don't know what that's about. Let's try it again. Um, he's not there no more. I don't know. He was there. I don't know if we're having issues with the studio. That ain't me, though. Uh, let's see. Let's try somebody. It looks like I think I know this number. Dre, is this you? What's up, man? Yeah, what's good? Yo, yeah. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yeah, I just DM Chris. It was like, yo, why it sound like the Chipmunks hosting the uh, what's the name tonight? I okay, well I'm that. back on. Chris is not on tonight. He's off, so we're here. Oh, okay. So shout. So damn man, I said all that shit. I'll I'll, I'll re say it again when I get everybody <laughs> on. I said a lot of shit in for four minutes. Jet, is this the G6? Jet, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I had, I had texted you, Steve. I hit you on your lines let, to let you know you weren't coming through, but. Yeah, I'm here, man. It's on. Let's go. I'm ready. I, I have no, I had no idea. I got the backup uh, ready to go. Let me. I got to repeat that because if y'all couldn't hear me, I'll have to repeat that, and I'll take two minutes instead of the four. So basically, what I was saying in four minutes, if you couldn't hear me, I had no, no idea what that connection was. Uh, we're going to be on our bye week next week, so it is important to keep up tabs with the schedule on the website, bleedblueshow.com schedule. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, that's probably your best option to get the notifications when we do go on. Because April the 4th on Monday, we'll do our next football episode doing 100% nothing but prospects. So if you are a prospect junkie, a research junkie, that's the episode Monday, April the 4th, 8 p.m. after our bye week. And then April the 14th, Stakeholder Mock Draft. That's my favorite episode of the football because you have got to know your homework to come on that episode. Can't come on there bullshitting, round by round, every draft pick for the Big Blue. And then two weeks after that, uh, our annual NFL Draft show, Chris will probably be leading that, that Thursday as the NFL Draft is in session. So that's it. I, I, I won't go we'll, – we'll get, let's get more of the roll call in. We'll get everybody in because we're behind now. That's all my – I don't even know if this is even my fault because I ain't doing nothing different. That's plus must be the platform. Uh, Carl, it's at the Cenos, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, good evening, brother. How are you? Yeah, I, thank you. I reached out to you because, yeah, those first few minutes, I don't know. Like I said, something with the audio malfunctioning there. So, you know, I hope, hopefully you're able to get a, get a, get a hold of that. Neither here, neither here. We're, we're back. I got the backup line. It's all good. Um, let's jump right into it because we're way behind. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, so, let, uh, let, who did we start off with? Dre, well, I heard Lit. But then he hung up, or he must have dropped. 
Uh, let's go to uh, Dre. Get, I'm going to put you on the clock for four minutes. And after that four minutes, Dre, I got to put a hard stop because we got to get everybody in because we got a lot of things to discuss, uh, the signings, the releases. Let's talk about it, Dre. Wherever you want to go with the four minutes for the Big Blue, and then we'll go to the Jet, and we'll go to the uh, after that. Go ahead, far away, man, four, uh, four minutes. All right, yeah, first and foremost, um, I'm liking what this, you know, new GM doing because we basically – we basically signed the whole offensive line with no salary cap, if you think about it. I mean, you know, Reese, Gettleman, they had salary cap, and they couldn't even do that. So we, it looks like we headed in the right direction, at least for now. Um, as far as the um, Tyrod signing, I, uh, I like that. I like the fact that they, you know, drafted a – I mean, not drafted, but – picked up a QB to be um, DJ's competition or vice versa. DJ be his competition. Um, we'll find that out when the season starts. Um, as far as the draft, this draft is going to be tricky because I don't, I, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to be there for that, you know, that for there. Um, the last draft I was on, you know, I predicted the Andrew, the Andrew Thomas first round. So um, the rest of it, you know, sucked. But at least I got the first first round right. Um, yeah, I really, I really don't have four minutes worth of stuff. I mean, that's 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 basically it for me. Um, I think is this is this um, the third show this year or second? Because this is my first this is my first time on the show this year, so I don't know. If it was a second, I missed a couple of shows. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. I really don't have that much. Bleed blue. All right, let's jump right into it, man. Jesus, give us your four minutes. Uh, signings you agree with with the Big Blue, uh, the releases. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the NFL stuff at the later part of the show, but feel free to fire away, man. Uh, Jesus, put you on the clock for four minutes. Thank you, Dre. Yeah, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I echo a lot of stuff that Dre said. Uh, you know, he's right on point. Uh, you know, uh, with the money we do have, I think you got an O-line. I think we upgraded the O-line enough. And we're still going to need some help out the draft to add to that O-line, uh, especially a tackle, at the right tackle. But I think I think it's competent enough to where at least you can be competitive game in and game out. It's just not straight turnstiles. It's not rejects uh, that you got on the line now. So uh, I like everything Shane's done. Uh, I think Tyrod is is there more as a mentor and not really competition. Uh, you know how the Giants work in their thought process. Uh, they really don't like to bring in uh, competing quarterbacks. They've never really been, been about that. So Tyrod, you know, and Daniel Jones to me probably has a little bit more upside than Tyrod. I think he's just he's a great insurance policy because of Daniel Jones' uh, uh, health health issues. You know. As far as standing on the field, uh, I love the Breda uh, signing at running back. Uh, same thing, man. You know, with, with Saquon's injury history, the last couple years, uh, you got you got a a backup who who, who we feel you know can uh, come in and uh, still be productive if that happens. So you know, hey, I'm glad with everything. Uh, great signings for the money we do have. Uh, release release wise. Um, 
I'm not shocked about any, you know, anybody being released or anybody not being retained uh, at this point. Uh, you know, we're just still waiting on the Bradbury stuff. But, uh, you know, we all expect him to be gone as well in a trade at some point. So, uh, you know. So since you, since you brought that up, what is your thoughts on as far as Bradbury and um, whatever market they were trying to create or, or what was for him? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think uh, – I, you know, I, I think what, what's going to have to happen, Steve, they're going to have to eat some of his money to make him more attractive on the market. Uh, yeah. I think essentially that's probably going to have to happen. And you probably you probably can get him for – get a second or a third rounder for him if you eat some of the money. It's the money why teams don't want to give you an early draft pick right now. Uh, a lot, You know, a lot of teams are probably offering a fifth, and Shane's just not going to do that. Or he would already be off the team. So, uh, you know, Bradbury's a plug-and-play cornerback in this league, uh, you know. And uh, so, hey, eat, eat a little bit of money, get him out of here, and uh, free up. You know, we might end up just freeing up 10 or $9 million, which is fine, but we definitely got to get him off the roster. Uh, you know, he just – the contract just doesn't um, – you know, it's just not, we're not going to be able to hold it the way it is right now with the Giants and the, and the salary cap and everything, man. So, uh you know, eat some of the, I think they're going to end up eating some of his – a little bit more dead money than, uh, you know, uh, than they want to. But it is what it is. It is. Oh, let's, uh, I forgot to say this. This is my bad because I got thrown off with the bad audio. Shout out to you guys for giving me uh, – or trying to give me a heads up. G6, uh, behind you, we're going to bring back on Lit. Now, do you have a question for Lit on any of these moves? You know, I like to engage on – like – me and Chris do it differently, different styles. I like to get you guys more involved back and forth and have a respectful conversation. Sometimes a lot of us have rants, but do you have anything or you want to ask anybody on this platform tonight about the moves? Lit is behind you. We'll bring him up next. You can ask him directly. Yeah, uh, well, you know, what do you guys – how do you – this for everyone. Uh, where do you think – where do you think is Bradbury's best option as far as a team – you know, coming, you know, far on both sides. Which team would give us the best trade trade for him at this point in the NCAA agency and trade in the offseason? Okay, let you heard him. The response to the G6 directly with that question. Well, you know, Steve, I'm glad we got the technical issues figured out, but that's a great question. Um, you know, let, let me segue into that for, for, for Charles, but I just want to say real quickly that I have loved everything that Joe Shane has done, but he actually, if you take a step back, he's actually devalued, by, devalued the value of a Bradbury because he was talking to the media, talking on record, talking on air about what he needs to do, what he needs to shed. Obviously, he was indirectly talking about James Bradbury. Therefore, no team is going to give him any top-flight draft pick for him because the Giants are so desperate to move on for him. That's why his value is probably somewhere between a fourth and a sixth-round pick. So, I mean, it's almost like a game of chess. Who's going to budge first? No one's going to give the Giants a second or a third round or even a fourth round. Fourth round, if they're lucky, but he's projected base rate at a fifth or a sixth because of what Joe Shane was saying to the media about having to shed so much dead money going forward. 
Um, I have very low expectations of if he's even going to be traded. I think at the end of the day, I think the Giants are just going to have to cut bait and accept the fact that he was signed to a bad deal by a very inept general manager. Okay, uh, you still got about two and a half minutes. I mean, anything else with the signings? You like the Lewinsky signing? Do you like some of the oh, yeah, signings? Oh, yeah, you know, you know great. You know what, man? Listen, 36 hours. In 36 hours or less, Joe Shane pretty much solidified that line. I mean, this, this, is, this is remarkable. 36 hours or less, we fixed that line with a center and a guy that's going to probably be with us two to three years as a starter. I mean, how simple was that? 36 hours or less, we've got, we've got a pretty good offensive line. We're missing maybe one or two. Um, whatever, everything that Charles said, you know, I'm glad we got Tyrod Taylor. Uh, when Daniel Jones can't play, I know now that we will win games. We've got Matt Breda. I mean, he obviously started in San Francisco. He went, went to Miami, and we're good. I mean, we're in a really, really good spot. We're, we're going to be in an even better spot. Um, and I think that it's just pretty much accepting the fact that we're not going to covet. We're not – we're going to bring in – we're going to challenge each and every position. And I'm so glad at, of what I see is what's going on because this is what we needed. We needed, we needed the new, new, not the old. We needed the new, new. And going forward, man, we're, we're going to be really, really happy with the end result. All right, now, um, do you have a question for Carl? Carl's behind you. Uh, you got about a minute left. Uh, anything you want uh, to throw at Carl? Yeah. This is Carl. Hey, good, good to hear from you, Carl. So, listen, do you like Hello, the way that, Joe, that, that, that Shane is no longer restructuring and deferring? He's ripping up and redoing deals. like the way he's doing the business. He's not going to – he's opposed to the last regime of restructure, restructure, and defer. Do you like how he's handling the money issues now? Um, he didn't have a choice, if you think about it. Um, unfortunately, what – you know, by the way the Giants structured contracts the last, I would say, 18 months, put them in this position where the only option that they had was to just basically eat it because for whatever reason, last year, there was some conclusion that was being drawn uh, by those in charge that the Giants should be rearranging a lot of their money into, into what the 2021 and 22 cap would look like. If you remember, I remember there was a sign, there was one restructure before, I think it was in September when, uh, when they restructured Sterling Shepard's contract for some unknown reason. And I was like, wait a second, this seems a little odd. And I think there were two other ones off the top. I, I don't remember the specific two. It might have been, Bradbury might have been the one, and it might have been somebody else. But it put them in a precarious – put it this way, they were restructuring contracts and setting up the money in such a way as if they were planning to win last year. And I think a lot of us were sort of like, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are really going to be winning at all. And as it turned out, it was such a disaster that now they're in the point where now they have no choice but to, uh, but to make these decisions. And that's why the whole Shane part about the $40 million having to clear had to be done. There was no other, there was no other option that they had in terms of, um, you know, like I think you just mentioned a second ago about Shane sort of 
you know, down valuing uh, Bradbury to the point where he can't get anything for him. Well, that's actually I, I'm, I'll disagree with that from this from this standpoint. If you just kind of do the math on the Giants' salary cap, forty million dollars had to come from somewhere, and one of the guys that had to come from was a guy that was making big money, and Bradbury just happened to be the the most likely target of that, and so by them not being able to get market value for him because of his contract. Now the Giants are going to be forced to basically pay some of his contract, to, you know, just to get rid of him. You know, you know, all the things that had led to what they are in right now sort of built up over time. You know, is Shane doing a good job? I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm not one of those that just sort of like, you know, throw roses at him and say, oh, you're doing a great job. I, the results will tell itself. But he's basically telling you, like, this team – just as it's constructed right now is bad. It's poor. And it, if anybody's expecting 2022 to be, you know, some sort of, you know, turnaround year, I mean, if they win, listen, right now, even if you count the draft, if they, if they win six games this season, it's a miracle. I mean, I mean, there's, there are so, there, if you go into the nuts and bolts of it, there are so many holes on this roster it, that you can't name one position group on the team where you can come conclude, you know what they are, one, you know, they are above average going into the season, not, not one. And it's going to be a process, and hopefully they can, um, they can figure it out. And the Tyrod Taylor thing, I think we talked about that two weeks ago. I think I replaced, if we just replaced Mitchell Trubisky with Tyrod Taylor, it's basically the same conversation we had two weeks ago. So they, they did what they were going to do. Um, they're paying them $8 bucks to be a mentor, quote-unquote. I mean, that's what I heard earlier. Um, that's a very expensive mentor, last time I checked. Um, I don't know if any. I don't know if any other quarterbacks getting paid that amount to be a mentor. Someone could check that, but hey, it is what it is. Oh, you got about thirty seconds, Carl. Are you got anything else you like Nothing. to add, or you got big behind uh, you? If you want to throw a question at him, or I do. I do not have anything to add, but I would ask this question um, and pose it to everybody else. Uh, the next highest cap number to try to get rid of. Uh, would be Saquon Barkley, and I, I believe that's $7 million. Um, the Giants could just eat it and release him or trade him for the market value would be for him right now is about a fourth-round draft pick. Would you be interested in making a move like that just to get rid of his $7 million in cap space? Because right now, the Giants don't even have enough money to sign their own draft class this season, which is why there's reports about them trading one of the top two uh, draft picks that they have because they have no money to even sign the draft picks that they're, they're going to have uh, signed up here, that they're going to draft in the next uh, was it five weeks. So how would you, would you make this Barkley trade if it was presented and how would you, or, and, or how would you get rid of all of this money that's still, you know, still left to get rid of? Well, that's a great question. Let's see if the man himself from the frontliners can answer that. And other points, and this time, uh, he begs, what's up? Uh, you heard Carl's question? Well, I, guess, I guess third time's a charm because it, it sounded like I was on with uh, with a bunch of little kids with the uh, audio, but I'm glad everything worked out. Uh, peace to everyone. Um, in terms of the, the cap issue, and, and that, that's been my case, and I, I guess Sean is he's doing an ad, admirable job because, you know, he's inherited, you know, a shit show in terms of the cap and, you know, the financial situation in the New York football giants. And he's basically, that's what he's doing with these moves is trying to be competitive while shedding some of the quote unquote fat. Um, at this point, 
to answer Carl's question, um, nobody's safe for me because we, you know, we've been marred in so much bad football and then bad contracts and everything. No one, no one's safe for me. I, I love Saquon Barkley, and I, you know, but um, if if we can make a move to get some value and get some free up some cap space, I am for it because um, even with these moves. Uh, you know, with, with Lip said, look like great moves. We don't know until the pieces are put together. Um, I like that he's making moves that he fixed in, in almost one year that that our former GM couldn't do in almost four years. Um, so he has a lot of work cut out for him, and there's still more work to be done. So I, I'm okay with moving Saquon. I, I, I like the guy. I like his character, and I don't. What I don't want to happen is I don't want his best years to be wasted, even though he's had some injury-prone years. He wants to stay. He's been saying that he wants to stay. I would love to keep him if the numbers work, but um, we're building for the long run. This is a rebuild. Um, I hope folks don't, you know, go for the gusto like they did last year with all the different signings and say that, oh, we're going to the playoffs. It's come up soon. We don't know. Um, you know, I'm hoping for 500 football. I'm hoping for competitive football. But like I said, for me, no one's safe. Um, we got to do what we got to do. We're basically starting over, and whatever we need to do, we need to do. If they if they traded OBJ years ago, they can trade anybody. I, I, at this point, anyone's fair game. Oh, you got about a minute and some change, man. Anything else? Any other moves that you like or releases? Well, I mean, like I said, I I, I like the moves that he's making. Um, and like I said, we don't we don't know because all the moves. Um, my question is, with all the old linemen that he signed, and some of them, you know, are quality, someone a bargain basement, you know, low risk, high reward. Are we still going to draft third lineman in the first round? That, that's what I want to know. Or are we going to get some some uh, specialists, a wide receiver, or someone? Because we kind of light, kind of light in the offensive area, and I, I don't trust Galladay. So okay, I can answer that question. All right, let me put me on for two minutes because I want to get back to Dre, and then Dre has any additional thoughts, and, and we want to do our next segment when we go back around. Once you guys, you know ask each other questions, be more interactive. Shout out to Bakes. Let me answer some of these questions. I'll be real quick. Answer for me, Carl, you said forefront. I was thinking fifth, but nonetheless, trade him. I was saying trade at the end of last year. Um, get something for him. Or try to. Try to a, a contender. Uh, doesn't even matter if it's conference, within conference. Try to get something back for him. Because like you said, we're cash strapped. This is the number one issue of the Giants right now is cash in salary cap situations. So trade him first if you can do that, if you can find a market for him. Uh, uh, Bates, just to answer your question just now, uh, oh, man, come on, lineman. We got to go lineman. Now, I'll get in more into the depth of that on our prospect episode on April the 4th, Monday at 8 p.m. Of all the prospects available, especially for the first two rounds for sure. But, yeah, uh, the Giants are in a situation when they're cash-strapped. I'm not even thinking about skill positions. I'm thinking about interior Offensive line, defensive line. So when Litt said uh, he he rebuilt the line, I would even say I would even go that far. I'm just saying they're adding pieces, depth, competition. It's not a solidified line to me. 
but we could actually add more to it with draft picks. So that's where I stand, how I look at the moves. I mean, he can only do but so much because of the cash. So you've got to lowball some of these offers. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the moves. You know, some of these guys like uh, Golinski from uh, the Colts, I'm okay with that. Older in age, uh, only, what, $12 million, if that, uh, of, of his contract. I, I'm cool with that. Short-term center, uh, Feliciano, if they go with that route, over Gates, cool with that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, last point, so before we go back to Dre, um, oh, yeah, the releases. Um, you know, I like Austin Johnson, but, you know, him going to the Chargers. Logan Ryan was a little bit of a surprise, but not surprising. And, you know, I, I, I was going to have make it fun tonight, you know, if we could do a, a vote to retire the dog sound, you know, the, the hated uh, Evan Ingram. You know, I was going to take a vote. Should we get rid of this shit? Should we get rid of it? retire it and get the new dog sound, since Evan Ingram's in Jacksonville, or keep it. You know, if y'all want to have fun with the vote, you know, let me know if you want to keep it or not. But uh, let's go back to Dre. I want to get more time. Now, Dre, you heard everybody's points. If you have a specific question for any of the stakeholders on the line right now, G6, uh, I think Liz still with us? Yeah, Lit. Uh, Carl Bakes, you heard Bakes' question, you heard Carl's question. You got anything specific you want to ask anybody directly, and whoever it is, let them get a chance to answer it in two minutes. If not, go ahead and feel free to, to you know, whatever you, you want to sound off on. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a question, but I'm going I'm to say it at the end. Um, yeah, I'm not going to really, you know, I'm not going to really take that long, but um, – Piggybacking off of you with the the offensive line, um, yeah, I think we should still get a couple of draft picks with offensive line in the um, in the draft because we all know on here, man. I don't maybe maybe it's just me because I'm a Giants fan and it makes it I'm, I'm my heart is in it, so it makes it seem like we're the worst team with this. But to me, we got to be the worst team as far as backups, man. Like whenever our and whenever our uh, you know starters get injured, man, it's like the backups. It's like they didn't even. It's like people walking past the stadium, man. They just stuck their head out and said, "Hey, you want to play? Yeah, here's your uniform." Cause those guys, man, I, I I swear our backups, most of our backups, would have a hard time being third string, on the on on another team. Third string is like the best that they can, you know, that they can hope for on any other team. I mean, in my opinion, maybe it's just, just me because I've been paying attention more to the Giants. But, I mean, we, we, we've we seen it time and time again. Um, like, like for instance, you know, the, the Green Bay game that everybody blamed Odell Boat Trip on, um, you know, they was they, they were in, um, in, in the game or whatever, but, People are forgetting that Cromarty got injured, and the person that came in to, you know, to to replace him, basically Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is basically threw the ball to his side the whole time, and he was getting toasted. I mean, it was like the guy ain't even practiced, man. It's, it's stuff like that, man. We need we 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 need quality backups too. They don't have to be all stars, man, but at least get people in there that that can at least, you know, level the ship and not have us sink while everybody, you know, while our starters is, um, you know, getting better 
getting healed. Um, and my question is, I'm 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 kind of at the the crossroads here. I'm at a dead stop. At what are we going to do at tight end? Being that you mentioned, you know, Evan Ingram. I know we did pick a tight end up, but um, are we planning on drafting one? Um, Exactly. Are we going to get a, a a a tight end that's that's better at blocking than catching if we keep Saquon, or are we going to find a hybrid that can catch and block just as good? Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of on the ropes with that. I have no idea what we're going to do with that. I haven't, you know, studied the draft class. I don't even know if it's a tight end coming out that would be, you know. Um, attractive to the fans or the coaching staff. But, yeah, that's my question, the tight end situation. What, what do you think we're going to do with that? Let's get the G6 on. Like two and a half, three minutes, G6. Uh, and if you have a direct question for C-Notes, Bakes, Dre as well, feel free to uh, answer or ask. Uh, go ahead, uh, 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 G6. Uh, what do you think about the tight end, uh, Dre's question? And if you have a question for anybody oh. or if you want to engage in the back and forth with anybody, feel free. Yeah, Dre, hey, good, good news, my brother. Plenty of tight ends in the draft. Uh, they're going to probably start going off the board at the end of the second, maybe even going into the third. Uh, I know you're saying, wow, why are they going back? So, what, you know, what's going on with that? But that's just where they're graded at now, uh, that tight end position. But it's some plug and plays probably through the fifth round, uh, that's going to be uh, available to us. Uh, so we will upgrade that position. Uh, I personally like, uh, we'll say this for the prospect show to go more in depth, but I personally like Jelani Wood. I think his name is Jelani Wood. Uh, you know, I, I like that kid. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, the Saquon Barkley thing. As far as Saquon Barkley, I'm going to say no. I'd probably rather retain him, and here's why. First of all, there's no team, none of the 31 teams in the league are going to sign a player that's been hurt the last two years, had a mediocre 2021, and is on the last year of his contract. It's just not smart business. Uh, I think that's why you haven't seen uh, Barkley move. Uh, I just can't see a team doing that, uh, bringing on that guy right now. It is better for you. To just let him play. It's much like Daniel Jones. Just let them guys play the rest of this year, and then you can figure it out from there. Uh, you know, uh, like, like Shane said in one of his first press conferences, I'm not going to purge this roster. You're not going to see a lot of differences in this roster like that. Uh, he's making some very smart, calculated decisions with the money we got, but a complete white, clean, tight situation is not going to happen uh, this year. Uh, he'll have his reset next year. He'll be able to, uh, which is why he's not restructuring uh, Leo or or uh, or Adore or Galladay. Uh, he'll have the option to get rid of those guys uh, next year with the cap that's, that's going to be on the books. Uh, you don't want to restructure those guys this year. So uh, this year, uh, much like Bake said, or I think maybe even Carl said it, I'm not looking for uh, a playoff run this year, nothing like that. I think we'll be a better team this year. I think it'll be a more competent team. Uh, I think we'll be proud of the team that, you know, where we're going with, with, with everything. Uh, we might win three, four games, five games. 
But I think that we're, you know, I think we're watching the game. We're going to be proud of where we're going with this team and the way it's being built. Uh, other than that, man, you know, I think uh, this, this year could go either way, Steve. Uh, you know, with, with players like Daniel Jones, Saquon, Galladay. We just got to see. We just got to wait and see. It's, it's really a big mystery because we know what Dable did in, 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 with the Bills. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting that with the Giants at all, but I am expecting a more competent uh, OC, a more competent game plan, utilizing the players you have, utilizing their skill set uh, a lot better than what Garrett, some of the past, uh, Sharma, some of the past coaches have um, did, in, you know, in the last four or five years. So uh, that's, what, that's more what I'm looking forward to, uh, just competent play calling, competent coaching, uh, going out with a, with a game plan, and you can just go from there. As far as O-linemen go, yeah, no. You, you got you to get more O-linemen. Say that again. Say that last part again. I think the sound kind of cut you off. Say that last part, then we'll move, we'll move on. Yeah, no, with O-linemen, as far as base question with the O-line, yeah, you, you, we need more. Uh, I think you got to get that stud at, at five. Uh, that tackle's there. That plug-and-blaze tackle's there. You got to do it. A guard or center, yeah, you can go third or fourth round with that, but no. First round, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at getting another tackle, uh, plug-and-play guy who can, uh, you know, elevate that position. Uh, and uh, that's about it, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, we got a lot more on April the 4th, Monday, for that prospects. We're gonna, we might make that 90 minutes, man. There's so many motherfuckers to talk about. Um, uh, this shit, you got a question? Let's see, who's behind you? It's not here. You got a question for Carl, directly, or you want to throw something at him, uh-huh. and then we go to... No, not really, man. I think uh, okay. I got a question. As far as cool. the linebackers go, uh, right now, as it stands right now, is Crowder and Martinez. Uh, would you like to <laughs> see that position upgraded through free agency, which is going to be a, a low-hanging fruit type of signing? Maybe Jalen Smith comes back, and we'll see that type of signing. Or do you want the Giants to invest in a early draft pick, maybe second, third round, into a middle linebacker? Um, well, tell me what type of defense. Well, tell me what type of defense they're going to be playing next season in terms of because the reason the three, reason four. why I phrase it like that. Three, four. Well, no, no. Here's well, no, no. Here's the reason why I phrase it this way because if you're going to be playing five defensive backs on the field a lot, well, then you're likely going to only have about you're really going to utilize two to three linebackers at most, about sixty five percent of the time. Because if teams are going to spread, if teams are going with three wide receivers as they do now in the league standard, you know, playing a three-four doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you're not putting, you don't have four quality enough linebackers to put on the field to begin with. So right off the bat, before you even even get started, you're it's a, it's a numbers game. So at that point, what I'm looking for is speed. Uh, I'm, I'd rather just draft linebackers and develop them. Uh, I feel like there's a market inefficiency with that position, uh, particularly in the draft where you can find guys if you are smart and, you know, specifically looking for um, skill sets that you want that can fit uh, the type of defense that you want to run. If you want to have two really, really fast guys or three really, really fast guys out there, then go ahead and proceed. But if you're looking to play, you know, the quote-unquote old-school 3-4 game, which is pretty much outdated in the league anyway, then obviously you can go ahead and, and try to invest that way in terms of, you know, having those type of players. But normally these days, you know, you're three, you're looking for that one, you know, edge rusher at that three, four spot. 
Uh, I don't know if Thibodeau can specifically fit that mold. I know Hutchinson is that type of guy, but he's not going to be available at all. So you're kind of, you know, specifically looking for skill sets. And the, the, the problem is that that player may not match up when you're ready to draft. And so I'm not sure how they should go about it. But I would, if you're giving me the option between attacking it in free agency or attacking it via the draft, I probably would opt via the draft. Uh, Jay, got a response about uh, one minute for call on that. Yeah, if you if you study Wink's system, uh, that's why it's predicated. He he would he would he would rather have cover corners than edge rushers. Uh, he, he puts more of an em- emphasis on his on his cornerback, which is why I think we go soft. If we stay in the top ten with with the trade out, because I think we will trade out. But just real quick, no, that's what he runs. He runs a three four. Uh, is very aggressive. Uh, your your corners be that better be able to cover man to man down the field. Uh, he definitely has always pretty much had a linebacker that was top tier uh, in his schemes. So I, you know, I, I think we probably probably going to draft one. Uh, but like, like I say, if you look at his scheme in the previous years, uh, pretty aggressive three four for a guy. It won't be like Graham who ran that four two five stuff. Uh, it's going to be very aggressive, and your cornerback better have some speed and better have some man-to-man uh, ability. All right. Now, Carl, you got anything else you'd like to add? Shout out to Jack. Carl, you got anything else you'd like to add uh, before we go to Bakes? Um, yeah, you know, let me ask this. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. How does – are we just sort of set at the wide receiver position going in the next season? Something like – I know it seems like it's like low priority on the list, but in a game that features explosion, which is what the league is, uh, where are these, you know, where, where, where I'm just trying to figure out where the offense is coming from, from that particular position, because between, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Injury with Galladay, Tony, who may or may not get on the field once every three weeks, and then pretty much question mark after that everywhere else, like where, where is the explosion going to come from the score points exactly? All right, we'll go to Bakes. If he got lost and anything else after that, we put it to the rest of the league. Go ahead, Bakes. That's a good question because that's what I was asking about at the top of the draft because I don't trust Galladay, uh, Shep. None of the guys that we have can't stay on the field. It's not a question of their talent. The question can are they available. The best ability is availability, and those guys combined missed like uh, you know seventy five percent of the season. So, you know, I don't know if we kept Ross. We had him on I think a one year coming in. I don't know if we kept him, um, but he didn't get a lot of playing time either. And Tony, a little bit of playing time he got, he kept getting injured. And Galladay, I want to speak to him. We might have to get the dog sound for him pretty soon. Um, so you want yeah, to do a transfer request? You want to do a transfer request for that? Transfer request for Galladay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 we don't retire. We, we will not retire. Um, you know, I saw people online saying all the. I mean, I, he's probably a nice guy. He's probably a great guy, but I, I don't. I don't rate giant players based on how nice they are, based on ability. And I was very disappointed in his ability in, in making plays. He cost us a playoff 
birth one year, and I, I, I think I haven't let it go yet. But, yeah, I, I, I agree, Carl. There's an, that's an issue in the level of explosion and, and scoring points. We have a lot of questions. Now, all those guys are capable of having bounce back, but we know Gallaudet has a history of injuries. We know Shep has a history of injuries. Slayton, you know, he's probably the most productive since 88 is left, but he has his issues too. We don't have anybody that we can count on. We can pencil in weekend that we know when he's on the field they can perform and play the majority of the game. So somewhere along the line, I know they signed a couple of wide receivers. I don't know who they are, um, but I'm hopefully they pick someone up. I know we definitely need to pick up a tight end. We signed Seals, but Seals is kind of like Ingram where he's just a pass-catching tight end. I don't know why we don't invest in a three-dimensional tight end anymore, but that's something else we need to get. So, yeah, I'm concerned about that as well. That's why I was saying hope those hope people are measuring the expectations because right now our offense, we're fixing the line, but the offense, I don't see where the points are coming from. So it's still a work in progress. So I guess we just got to remain, be patient, uh, free agency. I don't know if they're done in free agency or done in the market, but the draft is coming up, and so there's opportunities for more moves. So I guess a wait and see. All right. I'll, I'll be real quick, one minute, and then we'll go around for the rest of the league. But I'm not really worried about playmakers more so. I want to make sure we can get more of an intact line as possible, if that makes sense. Because the issue with the Giants was everything, but it all starts with the line. If you can't pass protect and you don't have enough time to you know throw back and go through at least a couple of reads, there's no point in worrying about uh, playmakers on the outside, whether they got a Tony and Galladay hurt or not. I mean, it was, the whole issue was just messed up, the whole operation. you got to fix it from the inside out, and you got to start that with the line. Get the pieces, find ways to, you know, you know, Galladay's going to have to win his one-on-one. Shepard, uh, you know, he's going to be injured. And Tony, Tony's really the gadget guy. That's the guy we are counting on for production. So I don't have expectations on that. That's going to take a couple of years with that, for, for how I look at it, honestly. Uh, let me say this real quick, and then I want to go around because it's been running out of time. Shit. And I apologize early on for the uh, audio. Um, I think we're going to low-key miss uh, Austin Johnson for a little bit. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about Ellis. I thought he was a decent tackle a couple of years ago. He definitely was top ten with the Ravens. Goes back with Wayne Martindale. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are about familiarity, and I get that. That's how it kind of works. If you know a guy, you're going to sign with a guy like Jamil Douglas, same guy that was with Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore, with, uh, with, with Buffalo. Uh, you, you mentioned Seals Jones coming uh, from the, uh, the Washington football team, now the Commanders. You know, a lot of these guys are older. Um, I don't have a lot of expectations for them. They're low ball deals. You're just going to have to pray, basically. If you're, I don't even expect five wins, honestly. I don't even know what the Vegas thing is now. All right, I'm going to go around with final – we're going to get final thoughts, but I also want to throw this out for everybody. If you want to answer giant questions, cool, or comments, cool. But also, what were your thoughts on the big trades uh, over the last couple of weeks, if you want to talk? Uh, Deshaun Watson going from Houston to Cleveland, to Matt Ryan leaving Atlanta to go to Indianapolis, and then the big one yesterday with Tyreek Hill with all those draft picks with the Dolphins. Uh, Dre, give us your final thoughts on anything around the league, our team. Put you on the clock for two minutes, man, so we can wrap it up on a timely basis. Go ahead, Dre. Okay. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a comment about the um... – you know the the offensive weapons are uh, wide receivers. That was that was a good question t- 
to bring up, and it got me thinking. Um, I mean, like right now, because the draft is if if we're going to go with who we have on the roster now, um, man, I, I guess they're going to draw up. I guess our offense. The only thing I can see is our offense being a type of, you know, run and shoot offense where the the main thing is going to be the receivers getting yardage after the catch. You know, little dump offs have them getting yardage after the catch. But the only problem with that is the quarterback has to basically read the defense within the split second to even make that work. And we know DJ, that that's not his upside. Now, for some reason, when he's on the run, with the read out when he's on the run, he can read defenses better than he is back there in the pocket, which is um I don't that's like weird to me, but that that's when he did his best, you know, football when he did the read option. When he could read read the pitch it or keep it. That's where he was the most dangerous. So uh I don't know how we would work that in, um, because DJ is not gonna learn that overnight. He's been in the NFL this, you know, going to his fourth year, and he still has a problem reading defenses quickly. I mean, to say quickly because he can read them, he just can't read them that that well because it's like the game is going too fast for him. But um, then it brings up the question: Okay, Tyrod knows our head coach offense, so will he get the get denied? Uh, I mean, that's 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 kind of mind blowing to me. I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. But um, I'm just looking for the team. When we look at the team, whether we win or lose, I just want to see progress. I don't want to see them going to the game flat. I mean, you can lose a you can lose a game and still be proud of your team. That that's what I'm looking for because it means that we're getting better. All right, shout out to Dre, man. Thank you on on your thoughts on that. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, who's next? G6, anything with our team? Any thoughts around the league? I'm dying, actually, to hear your thoughts about that, too. G6, put you on a proper two minutes. Wrap it up. Final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, no, with the wide receivers, I agree with Dre. Uh, you know, look. Uh, you know, I think it was half scheme a lot with what with, with been going on with the wide receivers over the last couple of years. I think Galladay was just over it last year. I don't think he was hurt like that. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really think he was banged up like that. I think you saw a couple of arguments on the sideline. I think he just knew this scheme is not it. There's Brian commented on it when Gary got fired. It's a known fact that Gary, that scheme is just whatever. So, I, you know, look, again, Shane said we're not purging the, we're not purging the team. I think we're just going to have to roll what we got. We may add a rookie. Uh, we've added some free agents, some low-hanging fruit. I think you're going to have to just roll what you got. And, uh, you know, next year again, start uh, the leading pieces that, that's not going to be a part of the long-term future of the team. Uh, you know, Shep, I'm not looking for him to have some type of bounce back here. He has, a, he has an injury history, coming off a major injury. Uh, Tony, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, he did have COVID, uh, I think, twice last year. Uh, so I think that count, that, you know, that, that went against him as far as playing. Um, but, um, yeah, man. You know, we're just going to have to wait and see uh, what happens with that. As far as around the league, hey, man, the Deshaun Watson trade, <laughs> I mean, hey, again, they're a ready-made team. I said it with Russell last a couple weeks ago when we was on. Uh, these, these are ready-made teams that just need a trigger, man, 
And, um, you know, that's the, that's the trend of the league right now. Uh, you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl off of it. The Bucks have won a Super Bowl off of it. So that's just where the league is going. And, uh, I, you know, hey, man, it, it was a lot of compensation for a guy that still got legal issues. Uh, you know, a new allegation came out today. So uh, that could result in, cr- in criminal, uh, you know, charges. So, hey, it's high risk, high reward. And uh, that's about it, man. Uh, you know, uh, Devontae Adams made sense. That trade made sense in a yeah. lot of ways. I think that I think that bridge was burnt last year when he didn't get paid last year. I think he was just like, man, I'm not coming back. Uh, he wanted to be paid last year and didn't get paid. I think that that bridge, like like Roger said, that bridge was burnt last year. I like the trade. Uh, other than that, man, uh, who else got traded? Steve. Uh, oh, Tyree Kill. I think that made sense from a standpoint of Kansas City wasn't paying him next year. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he's going to want Devontae Adams type money. I don't think I don't think they were going to pay him next year. Now I don't know if two is the guy that's going to get it done with the, with, with Waddle and him being out there. I don't know if two is the guy, but the trade makes sense from Kansas City's standpoint. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I don't know who else got traded. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I can't remember what we call right now. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, 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 we talked about Russell Wilson two weeks ago. So I mean. Uh, it is what it is, man. That's the right now. Man, fantastic. She said, thank you, man. On that, uh, final thoughts for who else is next? Carl, I had to read the pad. Carl, uh, two minutes, man. Final thoughts. Our team, rest of the league, uh, feel free to fire away, man. You know, football really does suck when your team isn't good. You know, you see these trades being made, you know, arms race like the Raiders and Miami trying to do what they're doing. We talked about Denver a couple weeks ago, the Chiefs doing their thing, Indy. And it's like, man, it's like, wouldn't it be something to just like be in that like mix of just like, you know, stocking up, you know, stocking up your, your, your team with, you know, all these dudes. And then, cause you know, the funny part about this whole AFC thing is that all these teams are stacking up the way they're stacking up and not all of them are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> so it's, it's the, you know, someone's going to get left at the altar uh, it, it, you know, at the, at the end of the season, it, it's going to be interesting to see who that is. Um, you know, the Watson thing, hey, listen, when you are good, teams are de- – when you have the combination of being very good and teams are desperate, a lot of things can happen. That man got $230 million guaranteed without playing last year. Hey, shout out to him. Shout out to his, you know what? Shout out to his agent. For, for, for pulling that off because a lot of guys that have been getting those quarterback deals have not been able to, to, to pull that deal off. And he was able to do it even with all of his, uh, his issues. Shout out to shout out to the agent. And I think that's going to start a situation where more dudes are going to start asking for that kind of money. I think the next guy up for, for money is uh, I think Lamar Jackson is up for some money. And then after that, Joe Burrow and Herbert and those guys. So we're going to see some, you know, movement like that in the league. And as I, you know, close it out here too, you know, it's funny. You know, when your team is also really good, you know, the salary cap doesn't become as much of a factor, now, does it? You know, of course, there's a guy here and there that gets traded or whatnot. But just like how the Saints were like $90 million over the cap and then somehow got to $30 million under the cap, and they've been in this position for like the last like 10 years. You know, if you're a really good team, the salary cap doesn't, you know, you can, can, be, can be fixed around in, in ways that you can do it. But when your team is bad and you have a salary cap issue, ooh, man, that's rough. At the C notes on Twitter. Shout out to Carl, man. Thank you very much. Bakes, two minutes. We only got two minutes left. Oh shit. Bakes, final thoughts. 
I mean, it, it, uh, it's been a, a, a quite an off-season or free agency NFL, and haven't seen so much star-studded trade movement and, and that guaranteed money. That's that's bananas. Um, but uh, yo, get that bag, dude. I mean, I ain't mad at you. He ain't played it down yet, and and he and he was in an extension that he got before the allegations came out, and he asked for the trade request. So he he got more money on top of the the big money he got before that. So. Uh, a lot of moves, um, a lot of big moves. You know, so the landscape of the NFL is going to look differently. I think this is the first in a long time, if ever, such big, really big moves have been made and definitely guaranteed money. So it's exciting to see. Um, sad that we're not a part of it, being the mix to be in it, but we're really at the bottom. We're really just trying to lay foundation or, or clear the rubble to lay foundation for our football giants. So, um I'm just looking for some progress. I'm looking for progress every step of the way, and I'm sure there might be some falters here and there, but I'm overall I'm looking for progress. So I'm just trying to be hopeful and patient, knowing that we're not going to turn it around in one year, but hoping to be competitive and healthy uh, throughout the upcoming season. Fantastic. Shout-outs to Bakes, man. Thank you very much. Hey, hey, got anything coming up with the Frontliners? Uh, we want to put a quick plug before we go. Uh, we got like 30 seconds left. So. No, not really. Um, but if anything, just follow at NYG Frontliners and Frontliners NYG on Twitter and the Frontliners on Facebook if there's any new information coming up. Fantastic. All right, cool. Sounds like a plan. Lit. You got like 30 seconds, dude. Final thoughts. We'll try to hey, stretch it to a minute. Hey, get it cut off. No, no, just give me 30 seconds is fine. I just want to just say one kind of quick football thing. Um, I think over the last three to four years, there's been bad evaluations of quarterbacks, uh, high draft pick quarterbacks that have been getting cut, traded, etc. Obviously, Baker Mayfield's out of Cleveland. Uh, the Jets obviously moved on uh, from Darnold. Uh, the verdict is out on Kyler Murray. And, you know, I, I hate to be a negative Nelly, but, you know, the, the, the verdict is not out yet on Daniel Jones. Um, the last three or four years of evaluating high top-flight quarterbacks, has, uh, it, it, it's not been prosperous. It's been very suspect, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I just think that teams need to get, you know, uh, better scouting, better evaluations. But, I mean, you're seeing a high trend of top five quarterbacks, top eight quarterbacks getting cut, traded, and released. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, Giant fan of Arizona on uh, IG, give him a follow and keep up with his posts. Shout out to Lit. Uh, shout out to everybody, man. Listen, Monday, April the 4th, that will actually be the first episode after our bye week. We're swapping with the baseball. So, 8 p.m., we're going to talk nothing but prospects. We might make that 90 minutes. Right off the bye week, we're going to talk that. Thank you for your patience with the technical difficulties in the beginning. Uh, com backslash schedule for the listeners to see the updated schedule or go to Blog Talk Radio get the notifications. Or check the, the, the pages for all the information for So for Dre, G6, Lit, Carl, uh, Bakes, myself, Steve, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Guys, enjoy uh, your off-season football and all the rest of the sports here in 2022. All right? Blee-blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.